Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point. I'm made of thoughts. I'm going to try to be. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to be a good girl today. I'm going to be a good girl. Welcome to the show, Dana Lash here with you. This Uzdate. It's just Pig Latin. We're just going to do Pig Latin today. Uh, all right. So that was. That was Jen Psaki yesterday talking about the big news. The big news of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. And I wrote about this if you, and this is why I tell you to sign up for the newsletter because I'm not just like goofing around. I mean, it's like a, I send you good stuff. I don't waste your time because I don't like to waste my time. Not that I value my time more than yours, but I do. Uh, so do you. You should value your time more than mine. So this yesterday, I, I, wrote, I wrote up an initial, some initial thoughts, and I, I did caution everybody. I'm like, look, guys, one of the things that we need to be really careful about is this idea of that we're done, right? Or that there's some kind of that we finished and that there's victory and we don't need to do anything anymore. Mm, it's just started, if you think that the left is going to take kindly to uh, this takeover, if you think the left is going to take kindly to this, if you think the left is going to be okay with just giving up control of Twitter, you got another thing coming. They're not going to be. And so I cautioned everyone in this piece yesterday. I said, look, tyrants always get dirty when they hit back and it's gonna they're gonna be dirty again they're it's just it's gonna they, they and they will this is just a this is just the 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 first the, the battle for the digital public square has only just begun now that was Jen Psaki talking about Biden's concern I want to play cut five for you and this is what I want to explore a little bit here because this is this is one. How many times has she said this? I, I went back and I didn't want to get all the audio and play it. There's like three separate times during three separate press availabilities that she has has said that they've reached out to social media companies or they've asked or they've talked or something like that. And I thought and that's you know, and you should definitely have legitimate concerns about that. She says it again here yesterday. Just listen to what she says. Well, I think we engage regularly with all social media platforms about steps that can be taken. That has continued, and I'm sure it will continue. Uh, but there are also reforms that we think Congress could take. Yeah. What reforms? Oh, how much you want to bet? It's Section 230. I'll bet. How, you want to bet? Kane wants to bet. He thinks it's going to be Section 230. Yeah. He thinks that it's going to be like a, a fight over that. 
I don't disagree with you. I, I, I tend to think that that's what they're going to try to redefine. I, they're, right now, they're just sort of getting it together. The board tried everything that they could to thwart this. They even tried to diminish the value of their own stock. They tried to poison themselves. Didn't work. So now you have very, very great concern from the left about what tech platforms can do. You remember the audio that we played of Barack Obama? Was it, did we play this game last week or was it? Yeah, we didn't play it yesterday. It was last week where he talked. He gave a, a speech at he was what is he at Stanford? Or, yeah, he was at Stanford and he was on this uh, disinformation uh, forum. He was at this disinformation forum and he was speaking about the responsibility of tech companies. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, dude, he knew he knew that this deal was going to go through. He knew this was going to happen. And so he's trying to navigate and get in a position where the left can be on, you know, offense on this instead of on defense. The left does, the left does not like being on defense. They're horrible on defense. Republicans aren't great on defense either. But the left is they they are they always choose offense, and when they choose offense, they're not necessarily great at it either because they overplay their hand. When Republicans play offense, it's it is stunning. I just have to sit back when it's when everyone really gets their ducks in a row and gets on the same page with strategy. I'm not saying ideologically. You don't have to agree with a hundred percent of everything the party thinks, but when they're at least eighty percent, it's a beautiful thing to behold. So I think Barack Obama knew. He knew what was coming. Now, here's what's interesting. What she talks about, they're worried about how the platform, what does it mean for free speech? What it means for free speech is that, well, they're not going to, it's not free, they're not worried about free speech. They're worried about their ability to censor. Media Research Center through Censor Track discovered that criticism of Biden on Twitter was censored 600, any criticism of him, it was censored 646 times in two years. 140 cases specifically were related to the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop story and several that, in, that blamed the president for inflation. Anything that blamed Joe Biden for inflation was censored. God bless America. Look at that. Something to behold. Users who posted this content saw their comments deleted, had their activities on platforms restricted, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's not a surprise, but, you know, you have, I mean, it's measurable is the thing. It's, you know, it's measurable. And so not only that, now you have these human rights groups, some of the reaction. They're raising concerns over hate speech. I don't want to hear a single damn thing from any of these people on hate speech. CNN posted a story about this. They said, they quoted, I don't know who the, oh, some chick who, some broad who wrote an opinion. She writes uh, on CNN, I predict that allowing harmful forms of free speech like misogyny and hate on Twitter will actually have the effect of silencing many people and will be disastrous for the network. You're a pansy. Kara Alamano, you're an absolute pansy. So is anyone else who's talking about this. If you want to see hate, misogyny, and all of that other stuff, maybe you should check out my timeline sometime. Here's the thought. Maybe you should check, have checked out my timeline during CNN's Little Town Hall where they pulled that stunt with Sheriff Scott Israel and me. Maybe you should check out my timeline anytime after that or anytime before that or anytime there's a mass casualty incident or anytime that I draw a distinction between the male and, the, the male and female genders. 
Why don't you go look not just at my timeline, but the timeline of any conservative woman that dares to raise her voice against the narrative pushed by the left? And you know what? We don't cower. We don't go hide in some dark corner. We stay where we are. And if y'all pansies want to leave Twitter, don't let the door hit you where the Lord split you. Get on out. Don't care. These people have been so completely unconcerned. Sadiq Khan, who's the mayor of London. And I, I don't have any respect for him. He's a he's socialist. This, he's, he's a fruit loop. I can't stand this guy. He's a loon. And he had the audacity to get on social media. He, he was on Twitter saying, free speech cannot mean a free pass for hatred. Social media companies must, must do more, not less, to protect their communities. Hmm, really? He was quiet, Sadiq Khan. When women by the thousands, many women in Britain, were tossed off of Twitter simply for acknowledging their own biology. So he can sit this one out. These people have had no problem with hate speech when it's sexism directed at conservative women. When it's misogyny directed at women by men who identify as women. There's been no objection from any of these now sudden free speech, hate speech concernists. None at all whatsoever. Now, one of the, it was, it, it, we have in the ACP that weighed in. They said, Mr. Musk, free speech is wonderful. Hate speech is unacceptable. Really? Like when the NAACP in Kansas City back in 2010 called the Tea Party a racist uh, white supremacist movement? Sit down. Or what about two? Hillary Clinton and everyone else voicing concern. Suddenly hate speech. I'm going to talk about their speech after 2016 when they were saying that Trump was an illegitimate president. If you want to have a discussion about undermining your faith in institutions and dividing the nation. There's been one voice in this that's been very surprising and it's making me rethink my past criticism of of him and I'm being serious. It's that of Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey last night tweeted Elon's goal of creating a platform that is maximally trusted and broadly inclusive is the right one. He tweeted this out and he said that it was that he he trusts Elon Musk on this. He says that this is the right path. I believe it with all my heart. There you go. That's very interesting because I get the impression very much so that there after a while, Jack Dorsey was not in favor of what was happening at Twitter. I just know that there was a, the more, the less he was involved, the more, I do think that the more stringent it became in terms of uh, regulation and, and people getting suppressed and silenced and everything else. Interesting. Now, Elizabeth Warren weighed in. We're going to talk about this here coming up. She had tweeted, quote, this deal is dangerous for our democracy. 
Billionaires like Elon Musk play by a different set of rules than everyone else accumulating power for their own gain. We need a wealth tax and strong rules to hold big tech accountable. She wants to steal someone else's money and and she has the audacity to malign anyone who resists the theft as being selfish themselves. Yeah. Yeah, now do Disney. We have more on this coming up and you don't want to miss it. And we're also going to get into, there's some news with Russia, reports that Russia has turned off Poland's natural gas. We're going to talk about that and more. You don't want to miss it. I also, I've got a ton of stuff for you. We've got Bezos, Jeff Jeff Bezos lashed out at Elon Musk and brought up China and the Durham report, hard copy receipts, emails from media, all colluding with Fusion GPS. We got a lot. I know it's a lot. You don't want to miss a single bit of it. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights and the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you get the same great service. Plus, you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and they're 100 percent U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So apparently, according to Newsweek, the COVID task force that was assembled under Trump, they had vowed to quit if one of them was fired. Deborah Burks, who was the response coordinator, she said this yesterday, uh, that Fauci herself, Redfield, and Stephen Hahn had all made a pact while serving in the administration and Burks told George Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America that the deal was if any one of the individuals were under so much pressure that they were fired, they would all leave together from the task force. Oh, good to see that their their priorities were in order during a pandemic, you know. A Harvard astrophysicist says that, sadly, not the sweet meteor of death, but rather alien tech crashed into the ocean and he's going after it. I feel like this is a scary horror film involving aliens. And it was in the Pacific Ocean. I'm not saying it's a kaiju, but it's a kaiju. Leading astrophysicist, he's devising a plan to send a team to the Pacific Ocean to search of what he thinks to be advanced extraterrestrial technology. Avi Loeb thinks that interplanetary object, this object that crashed into the Earth in 2014, was a spaceship. His thesis is a controversial one in the science community. Uh, But apparently, man-made global warming is not. According to information released last week, U.S. United States Space Command uh, actually said that the object indeed came from somewhere out in space. And it's like somewhere near off of Papua New Guinea. they, They say it was a meteor. He thinks it's alien spacecraft. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Show us some aliens. They're probably all like salt watered out and everything right now, right? If they're in that spaceship, unless it's, you know, like a dry bag. 
I don't know. Just wondering. Sweden and Finland both agreed to apply for NATO membership in May in defiance of Putin's threats because Putin wants to essentially tell these other countries how they can and cannot operate so they're not entirely sovereign. I would think that liberty-minded people would be in favor of sovereign countries actually having sovereignty. Princess Bride actor, how do you say his last name? Carrie Elwes, 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 59. He got bitten by a rattlesnake while he was gardening in his Malibu yard and airlifted to a hospital. Oh my gosh. He was in a Hallmark movie with Brooke Shields just like last year. He's going to have a full recovery. But he did share, I can't even look at the, the a very, it was a, his, his finger was swollen and it was awfully painful looking. I'll just put it like that. A pilot cigarette sparked a blaze on an Egypt air jet and it crashed in 2016. But now investigation said that it was because a pilot's cigarette in the cockpit. It sparked the blaze. It plunged the jet into the Mediterranean, killing 66 on board. I didn't, how do you, you can't smoke on them, right? And the Iran deal is apparently all but dead. We'll have details coming up. Stay with us. Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. If you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? Yes, you are. I don't think you've, he's ever been invited to a party. Doesn't sound like he has been, right? He's, the dude's not been invited to a party. What kind of sound, what kind of quote is that? That's Brian Stelter, Mass Tady. And he was saying yesterday, after the news of Musk purchasing Twitter went through. He's like, oh, I mean, you know, if you get invited to me, there's total freedom. Do you actually do you, his sentence? Let me just you heard him say it. He's literally lamenting freedom. He's saying if you get invited to something where there's total freedom, do you actually want to go to that party or do you want to stay home? I go. Why does the left hate freedom? If if this has done anything, it's shown people that the left really is their bunch of posers. What happened to the left? Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash with you. What happened to the left, for real? They, I, I've said forever ago, somebody's coming out with a book about it now, but I said it like three, four years ago that they became the Neo-Puritans. I, I, I said that years ago. They're like the new little, ne- they're the Neo-Puritans, the left. Everything that they said about the right. They've, they actually became. Dude, there's squares now. 
Actually, I made more of a rectangle, but you know, get the idea. They're total squares. They act like they're offended by everything except, you know, like your gender and all that other stuff. You know, you realize that there's still a terms of service in effect. I, I he's he hasn't actually taken over the company yet. My gosh, all he does, all Musk does, is say, "I mean, I would like people to have freedom," and the left loses their minds because they don't have the freedom to censor anymore and that's what it is that's what they wanted that's what they've been doing they don't have the freedom to do that they want to be able to shut people down if they disagree with them i it's it's pretty stunning jeff bezos tweeted to oh man i hope this doesn't make my amazon orders get here late i was thinking about this last night hold up first i'm going to read the tweet i'm going to read what i said to him and then I'm going to jump into exactly some of the backstory of it. But dude, I mean, not, I don't know if he's that petty or not, but I'm just saying. So he had tweeted to, a, well, about Elon Musk. So some, this Mike Forsyth guy, now they're going to really hate Musk. So this guy named Mike Forsyth said, Tesla's second biggest market in 2021 was China. It was actually Shanghai. They have Giga Shanghai there. I've talked about this before. He said Chinese battery makers are major suppliers for Tesla's EVs. All EVs, you anus. They're, they're the major manufacturers for all of the EVs. And he said that when China banned Twitter in 2009, the government had almost no leverage over the platform. That may have changed. That may change. And Bezos tweets, interesting question. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage over the town square? He's such. Uh, have you, you heard of the phrase neg, right? N-E-G. It's like when you're trying, when you are insulting someone, though, it kind of seems like a compliment. That's what he's doing here. He follows. My own answer to this question is probably not. The more likely outcome in this regard is complexity for China in China for Tesla rather than censorship at Twitter. But we'll see. Musk is extremely good at navigating this kind of complexity. That is all the women out there just picked up on that. This dude, he's very chick-like in his smarminess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've just noticed there's a difference between men and women. Men are just like, you know what? You're a douche. I'm a little bit more like a dude in this respect. Whereas women are go- women say something like, oh, you know, you're dealing with China or could you possibly be influenced? Well, that's okay. You're used to dealing with that kind of complexity. That wasn't a, a compliment of Musk's business acumen. Bezos is trying to say that Musk sold out. He's trying to intimate this, which is funny because... I Amazon really was trying to become dominant in China until Alibaba beat them at that. And now Bezos wants to act like it wasn't that he didn't pursue it. He he did he just didn't pursue it and that's why. No, it's cuz Alibaba outcompeted you. It's what ended up happening. But I had retweeted it. Please don't make my Amazon packages disappear. I had retweeted it. Didn't Beijing demand that Amazon remove bad reviews of Xi Jinping's book? Didn't four, don't four Chinese companies own a decent percentage, 13% of Amazon? Because you have four companies that own like 64% of the world's e-commerce. 
Goodness. And I just think that's kind of interesting. Beijing had really put a lot of pressure on Amazon because Xi Jinping wrote a book. And by wrote a book, I mean Xi Jinping put together a collection of speeches and writings that other people did for him. And they had it on Amazon China, the Chinese version of Amazon over there. And apparently they said that Beijing, well, Beijing demanded via Reuters that Amazon stop allowing customer ratings and reviews in China. And they said that they didn't, the issue was anything under five stars. You had to give Xi Jinping's, the guy who gets offended by Winnie the Pooh comparisons, he sounds like a total sis, dude. Xi Jinping sounds like the biggest, flabbiest sis I can ever imagine. He gets offended over a cartoon teddy bear, and now he's mad if he doesn't get a five-star review on his book. So funny. Gosh, he's, people who are easy to insult are easy to control. Uh, but he's just surrounded by other people who want power, so they bolster him. But this is, they said the ratings and reviews, crucial part of Amazon's e-commerce, major way of engaging shoppers, uh, and they, they, they disabled all the comments. Huh. Yeah. And very interesting, there was a, a briefing document from Amazon. It was an internal document that came to light in 2018. And it laid out Chinese business practices uh, that, in terms of e-commerce, specifically their core issue. And the core issue was, and I'm quoting from the document, quote, ideological control and propaganda is the core of the toolkit for the communist party to achieve and maintain its success we are not making judgment which is spelled wrong on whether it is right or wrong end quote hmm. can we just note that we need I, people need to stop adding the e between the j and the m in judgment there's one e i know some brits use two e's but there's one e it's killing my soul Sorry, I got to interrupt everything. Every time I see someone, I have literally refused to work with people because they've misspelled this word in documents. I, it's very, right? It's frustrating. That's like saying conversate. Converse. It's a word. All right, so totally took me out of my element right there, Kane. Really did. Now, some of the reports say that Twitter employees are, there could be an exodus. That's fantastic. Bye. Go ahead and let there be an exodus because if there's an exodus, I'm sure that there is no shortage of talented, maybe even more so people who aren't petty political partisans who are more than willing to take your job. I mean, it sounds like somebody could get an opportunity for their dream job. Robert Reich, Reich, I can't, can't stand this guy either, but I just like using him as an excuse. Uh, but he was just enraged all day. He said a handful of billionaires have now unprecedented control over banking and the food we eat and the health care we can access and now the information we receive. This is what an oligarchy looks like. Now, some people were joking with him and saying, no, you sound anti-Semitic because the argument has always been that whenever conservatives criticize George Soros because he has tons of money and he buys everything, that that alone is an anti-Semitic argument. So if the right wanted to be as petty, they would seriously accuse maybe right the, of the same. I'm just pointing out how ridiculous the left is. Now, but he's not wrong in terms of 
people who own companies. And you know what? People have always owned companies, Kane, throughout history. It's so weird that that people who are billionaires and millionaires have always had control over the businesses that they have created. Dum, dum, dum. You mean businesses aren't created just out of the ether? That's no right. One? They are not created out of the ether by no one. They don't That's just crazy. spring up. There are certain things that we know that are true. The first one is that businesses don't come out of the ether. The second is that steel melts. It doesn't just grow upright in a field somewhere in Kansas as a beam. Uh, and third, taxation is theft. These are three things that we know. We know this to be true. Yeah. These people, they have no idea how businesses work. How, I, how would these people survive? I was watching a friend of mine um, take like a survival bushcraft a bushcraft survivalist course made a saw out of chopped wood, which is you, you get the wood. How do you get the wood? If you don't have the saw, I just thought that was, but somehow they did it. (laughs) I was amazed. Like these people go in and MacGyver entire cities. It is amazing. And I was watching my friend, like did this patched and got some really impressive thing. And, um, (laughs) <laughs> he hired a bunch of beavers is what it is. He just said, hey, boys, and hired some non-union beavers to come up and do it. And But I was looking at this, and I'm like, these people who are complaining about Twitter would never know how to do any of this. I don't know if you saw my newsletter or not. When I sent, if you're a subscriber and you get my radio prep, because I was, everybody was complaining about, they were freaking out about, um, Twitter and Musk and everything else. And this guy named Wyatt Gordon, he posted, you know how when they redo sidewalks or if they're adding a sidewalk, they dig a trench and then they have to add the wood support. So when they pour the concrete, it stays there, right? And they had orange cones on it and they had a thing that said sidewalk close. I put this in my newsletter. And this, I don't know why this was offensive to this dude named Wyatt Gordon, who tweeted, just another day of my safety and convenience being a societal afterthought because I'm not traveling in a car. (laughs) Now, it's literally like 30 feet of sidewalk. Their sidewalk is still there. It looks like there's still a bit of room there of a grassy area on the easement where he could have still walked. It looks like they're repairing it for his safety. Yeah, they're re- <laughs> my favorite comment, and I included this. It's this guy named Brandon who goes, he goes, Captain Merriweather and Lewis, Captain Captain Merriweather Lewis and Lieutenant William Clark survived eight thousand miles of uncharted American wilderness in eighteen oh four. I'm sure you'll make it thirty feet without a sidewalk. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> humans have turned into that meme about dogs where the wolves are looking at this uh, caveman campfire and they're saying sure let's let's let them pet them let's let them pet us and we'll get some trees and then later those same dogs are like i hurt myself jumping on the couch i mean it's like this it's like that meme come to life 30 feet is these people would not last they would not they would not last they are so they freak out over the craziest things. Now, Sean King, this is one of my favorite. I, know, I, I We're going to get going in a minute. But Sean King, he deleted his Twitter account and then he came back.
But I don't even care. He was mad that an actual South African now owns Twitter or an actual African owns Twitter, I guess, because Elon Musk is South African. He's from Africa. Is that wrong to say he's from Africa? I mean, he is. Charlie's Theron's an African-American. I'm just saying. So uh, Martin Luther Cream was trending on Twitter. And I, I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh, I nerdy knew who it was about. So I looked. <laughs> it's one of the, oh, my gosh. This is why Twitter is, can be good sometimes. This guy, Ernest Owens, he writes for Philly Mag. And um, he says, here's the definitive list of over 40 names you can call Sean King that are spot on. I'll just read five real quick, maybe eight, and then we're going to take a break. One, Talcum X. Two, Thurgood Partial. Three, W.E.B. DuBlanc. Four, Martin Luther Cream. Five, Hewless P. Newton. Six, Frederick Douglass. Seven, Mayo Angelou. Eight, Stevia Wonder. Because Sean King is white and he appropriated black culture and then basically called his mom a skank and then said even though his dad's listed on his birth certificate and he looks just like all of his white siblings and he's white he's like oh no no my mom uh, his mom's like this never happened his mom he's he's like my mom had an affair with a black man i'm actually half black and his parents are like that never happened stop it (laughs) just so (laughs) that's why um the internet says it's black. They say black Twitter hates him and was making fun of him. So these are the names that I just was, I was crying laughing this morning. The mainstream media just doesn't cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from the Byron York Show. In the latest episodes, I discuss how Americans are putting pressure on the current administration as inflation continues to rise, how Biden's approval ratings are still dropping. And there are talk, there's talk about U.S. troops being sent to Ukraine after statements from Biden's close friend and Senator Chris Coons. Don't forget to download and subscribe my daily no chit chat podcast politics to public issues don't shy away from the truth subscribe on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts of all your favorite talk hosts one of these is not like the others the dana show kane doesn't believe me and i was telling him this story that in washington state they banned the use of marijuana this the name of it you can in washington state apparently you can consume it you can smoke it, but you can't say the word marijuana. Now, they're not actually... Now, I'm going to get into why in a moment. They're not actually banning... You can't, like... They're not going to arrest you because they can't. But they've deleted it out of all of their official documents. It has to be called cannabis. Now, the reason why they've banned it is because it's racist. What? Melanie Morgan, a Democrat state rep said that the term marijuana itself is pejorative and racist. She's white, isn't she? And just saying white progressives. She said that it's racist terminology and it's used to lock up black and brown people. Wait a minute, are you saying that only black and brown people smoke pot? Because there's actually been a study showing that white people are actually more likely to smoke. I'm not even a pot person. But they said that it's actually white people that are more likely to do it than black people or Hispanic people. But they... You can't say it. You have to say cannabis. <laughs> and you have to say it like that, too. Cannabis. Everything is so dumb. I didn't realize they had no more problems there. Did you? But I think cannabis is also Latin. Is cannabis Latin? Latin was created by some old dead people who are probably bigots. 
We have a lot more on the way, including more wokery, more tech, and how many reporters were working with Fusion GPS to try to undermine an election? I'll explain. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoy the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. Uh, because, you know, the elite are on it and it's that's What's her face? Sonny Hosta? Hostin? Is it Hostin? Hostin? I don't know. I don't know what this chick did until she was like up on The View, but oh, <laughs> I'm not going to say. You know what I wanted to call the show? First off, welcome to my show. I'm your, <laughs> your, <laughs> your hostess. <laughs> Dana Lash. <laughs> Can you know what I wanted to call that show? I can't look at Kay when he laughs because his whole body laughs. He doesn't just chuckle. I can't. You know what I wanted to call that show? I wanted to call it uh, and the show. That's what I wanted to call it. That seems right. <sighs> Welcome back. You can watch the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio program. It's available on the first and also YouTube. I don't know what's wrong today. Oh, I'm going to tear in my eye. <laughs> I got a job to do, man. Come on. Focus. Oh, let's do the news. I got to focus. Uh, yesterday, kind of, Twitter sort of felt like it did old school, right? I got to tell you guys, because I had I had one of you reach out and uh, to send an email. And you said, you know, I'd never been on Twitter. I was aware of it. You know, every now and then I would see, you know, I would see the tweets in the newsletter you sent. Or I would see, you know, and they're my age. So it's not like. You know, this is like a 90-year-old. And they were saying that at first they didn't understand the importance of Twitter. You know, because it's true. Only 27 people, or 27, sorry, 27% of Americans actually are on Twitter. And it's a, it's magnified, I think. And, but it's, that doesn't mean it's not influential. The way that Twitter's influence is measured is not just isn't solely through the percentage of Americans that use it. And this listener that had reached out to me yesterday about this was saying, I get it now. uh, And I understand what you were talking about, you know, how this actually can affect everybody uh, and particularly conservatives, particularly free speech, whether or not we're on it. Because as I wrote in the, email newsletter the radio prep that i sent out uh or not the radio prep that i sent out the the piece on twitter that i sent out yesterday i had included in there i was i included in the study that talked about 27 percent of americans but i also said that this is civil war with buying and selling instead of boots and artillery and that Only 27% of the public may actually use Twitter, but it's short-sighted to say that it is the only measure of the platform's influence. You got to remember, rage mobs began on Twitter. Cancel culture began on Twitter. Entire movements like the modern-day Tea Party 
began on Twitter. The Tea Party in 2008 began on Twitter. It was predated by the Donko movement, which began on Twitter. So it may be more for the commentariat and politicians, but it is the coliseum for what is covered in the news and how it's covered in the news and with what tone it's covered in the news. The headlines that you read, the stories, everything is put through the crucible of social media and centrally Twitter before it's consumed. It was significant enough that the government, and by the government I mean one party, wanted to use it and control messaging ahead of the last general election. You have to think of all of these things that have had long-standing impact culturally and politically that began on Twitter. Now, I don't want to make it seem more grandiose than it is. And I'm definitely not going to give it any, uh, I'll, I'll only give it, you know, credit where due. But that is, it, it is the de facto digital public square. The people who use it are, they, and the reasons why they use it are different from the people who use Facebook and the reason why they use Facebook. Use Facebook more for your family and friends. I do not follow politicians and stuff on Facebook. I just don't. I'm more involved with my community and family and friends on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, to me, even seems less personal than either of those two. I think Instagram is the least personal and personable app that there is. And so... That's the importance of it. It's the crucible for narratives. <clears throat> it's where stories are, are killed and created. And it does have the, have the way of affecting national discourse, which is why when conservatives became really good at it, that the left decided that they wanted to get in and alter algorithms and everything else i tell you i think i've i can't like i was telling kane i think i've i don't know if i've noticed an increase in engagement i've noticed an increase in followers because normally there for a while i was losing three thousand a week and on october 31st 2020 and i started taking screenshots every day for two years just because it was so petty <clears throat> and I knew something was going on and there was there was a three month period where I didn't even get or lose a single follower, which I can't even imagine I wouldn't lose one. And I took and it's static and it has, has all the metadata in there. Two years of screenshots. No joke. I just did that to, because if people are going to be petty enough to do that, I'm just, I, it was, it amused me during lockdown. I'll say, all right, so we'll see. I don't know. He isn't, I don't see, I don't know how there's any impact on it, but I, I, I do think that you need to watch what the administration does because this will stop becoming about Twitter. It's going to become about your speech online. They, these people think that they're the gatekeepers. You had the Washington Post, which just last week doxed an anonymous account and publicized 
the link to her real estate license, the license number, and her personal address. They think that they're the gatekeepers. This is why they're freaking out. Did you see the story about how Twitter, they were worried about uh, any kind of sabotage from within, so they had to lock other employees out? (laughs) Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. All right. So a couple of other things, because we're still, I still have more there, but I want to get into some of this other stuff. Here's a big story you will not hear on NBC, MSNBC, CNN, none of that. The Durham report, uh, the investigation, they just dropped a huge reporter email list. It is massive. There's 62 pages, and I've been reading it. It is actually stunning. Pages and pages and pages of communications from Fusion GPS to reporters. And it shows the reporters actively participating in this. It is unbelievable. Durham is now looking at Fusion GPS and there are files under seal there with their communications, at least five large media outlets and all of their reporters. They're, Durham said, I'm filing it in a public record. There are some redactions. It is raw and it is insane, these emails. They said that it shows that Fusion GPS, they were collecting and disseminating derogatory information to the public sphere. They were not providing expertise and supportive legal advice. And remember, that's what Hillary Clinton, one of her guys, got busted for. This is one of the craziest things I have seen since journalist. Do you guys know what journalist is? Not journalist, journalist. So there was this, um, you know how you can sign up for email discussions? It's like how a message board would operate, but it's an email. I hate them. I think they're annoying. And there were a bunch of lefty journalists from every publication possible that were on this. And it was, when, when did this, I'm trying to remember when this took place. The whole story was really, it was a, it was the, a Google group forum. There were over 400 people in that thing. You had Ezra Klein who created it in 2007. He shut it down in 2010 because everything got off. <clears throat> everything was public. And so the whole, they were all talking about how to, conf- how to basically go after conservatives and shut down narratives. Like with the Jeremiah Wright controversy with Obama's campaign. Spencer Ackerman of the Washington Independent had said, if the right forces us to defend or tear him down, you know, th- we lose the game. Instead, this is, you know, we got to, we have to take their people and sit and call them racist. They were all, Chris Hayes of CNN. All these people. Kathleen Parker. Jonathan Chait. All these people. Foster Kramer, Village Void. Well, no, he was, he apparently published some of it. Craziness. They all were, and it ended up, the whole thing got out. This reminds me of journalist. Because all of these reporters, in a just stunning, were all working with Fusion GPS, 
which is the firm that Hillary Clinton and her lawyers at Perkins Coie, they hired Fusion GPS, remember? That was their oppo firm. And they tried to, the reason she got in trouble with FEC is because they skirted around the requirements. She said that Perkins Coie was hired to provide legal expertise. She did not say that Perkins Coie was hired because they were the middleman to give them plausible deniability for bringing on Fusion GPS, a known oppo firm. And so all of these journalists from the Atlantic, oh my gosh, there's tons of them. They all were eagerly, excitedly talking to Fusion GPS. They were actively participating. And they were participating to undermine your vote. I'm going to give you some of the details from it. It's pretty unbelievable. Like, for instance, they had one message, Washington Post. The Washington Post was apparently, they were talking about their Moscow sources and, and, and emailing Glenn Simpson about narratives to undermine Trump. Regardless of if you like Trump or don't like him or you voted for him or didn't, you should be concerned about this. This is a Pravda. This is, there is no free press. There's no such thing as a free press. Everyone is beholden to an ideology. But how beholden are people to truth? We got more to come. Stunning story. I'll give you more details out of it. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, first up, excuse me, the uh, phrase doom scrolling, I thought this was like about the game and it wasn't. It's like apparently what people do to read bad news is weird. They said doom scrolling was a term popularized during the pandemic and now experts warn that there are dangers of an addiction to bleak coverage. Oh, shut up. Dangers of an addiction. Just don't, if you want, some people just like to freak themselves out maybe. Or just if you don't want to read about it, then don't read about it. Doom scrolling? The doom scroll. It sounds like a total, it sounds like a complete game thing. Anyway, they said that uh, people are seeing surges in Twitter and TikTok and in hits related to war. Or maybe it's war and people are just kind of, why does everything have to be an addiction? We have to prove that you're addicted to this so we can sell you this pill. Just saying. Former NFL star threatens to sue. Oh, she still has her show. MSNBC's Joy Reid for tweeting that letting his kids at his after-school club attend the signing of Ron DeSantis's anti-CRT bill was child abuse. Jack Brewer says that he's considering suing her for defamation because she said he was perpetrating child abuse at his after-school program. Man, is that woman ever happy? She seems like the most hateful broad ever. Good night. A rare cask of whiskey purchased for more than 7000 uh, about 30 years ago sells for more than $1.3 million at an auction, setting a new world record. It's a 374 litre. It was distilled at the McAllen in 1988 auction this week. Whiskey Hammer hosted the auction. It broke the 2021 record sale for Sherry Hogshead, which fetched 439 pounds king. The cask was filled on May 5th, 1988 at the McAllen Distillery, where it was held for 34 years. Toast, cheers. 
Coming up, my friend Carrie Pickett has a just a bombshell of a story about Hunter Biden, his family, and law enforcement. Stick with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Think about the, the pattern here. First, it was Tony Bobulinski, another business partner who was an eyewitness before the campaign a year and a half ago, who told us that he had met with Joe Biden. So you got one business partner meet with Joe Biden. You got Joe Biden firing the Ukrainian prosecutor mm-hmm. who was beginning to look into Burisma, the company Hunter Biden was on the board uh, for. He was on the board. And now you have Joe Biden 19 times meeting with another business partner. But he said, oh, I had nothing to do with it. We, we, we know that wasn't true. We know that he, when he said he, his son had nothing to do with uh, with companies with interest in China. Uh, As I said a week ago, there are 4.8 million reasons why that statement was not accurate. So as this thing begins to unravel, we learn more and more. And oh, how this story has changed. Oh, boy, has it changed. This is Jim Jordan talking about the Biden family business. There's a lot of stuff that came to light and is still coming to light. We were just talking about the uh, email drop, like Journalist 2.0 from Durham, and some of the revelations in that. Welcome back to the show. Your host is here, Dana Lash. Joining me now is my friend Carrie Pickett. She's a she works for the Washington Examiner, uh, and she has done great work on uh, this story, well, on all of her stuff. But she's got a pretty bombshell story out there called "Untouchable: How Law Enforcement Handled Hunter Biden's Drug Use and Sexually Inappropriate Acts." And I know that the, and I said Washington Examiner, I meant Washington Times. Good love. <laughs> Just, you know, it's one of them days. Washington Times. Carrie Pickett, I've known her for over a decade. You think I'd get it right? Carrie Pickett, always good to see you. I know that you're out there running around doing the good deed of actually, you know, journalism. I mean, doing real reporting. Uh, it's good to see you. This story, uh, because there's so much, whether it was the business deals and China. Uh, whether it was the drug use and his like Pornhub account and all of this stuff and how much uh, the big guy got, what kind of cut he got. There were some other things on this that it seemed that when this first hit the press and everyone was talking about it, there was one aspect of, of this that people were really hesitant to discuss. And that had to do with some of the, I guess, that, that would file under the sexual inappropriate act category. Uh, and whether or not child endangerment was a, a, a part of that. And you would mm-hmm. think that with it being so high profile that there would be some kind of investigation. And what you've discovered is that there isn't. Uh, Delaware law enforcement have not investigated this aspect of the story, yet there are emails where they talk about it. And Hunter Biden is apparently mad over being accused of something. Tell us about this in your, your piece here, the latest for The Washington Times. Right, Dana. You know, let's just uh, keep in mind here that these uh, these uh, text messages, these uh, these uh, photos of uh, basically alluding to this sexual inappropriateness that was being uh, talked about by Hunter Biden, uh, they've been reported about for a for quite a while since uh, the uh, laptop was uh, first emerged uh, two years ago. And uh, but but the problem here that we're that we're talking about was that when Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Carrick mm. first got their hands on the laptop from this computer repairman over in Delaware, and they started milling through the uh, laptop's drive, thousands of photos, thousands of text messages, uh, they came across 
um, a number of text messages that had uh, Hunter Biden uh, talking to Joe Biden, his father, now the president, uh, at the time the former VP, uh, as well as his uncle, James Biden, um, as well as his half-sister, Ashley Biden, among others within the family, about, about how he was being accused by his lover uh, at the time, uh, Hallie Biden, uh, who was the widow of the then, the, at that time, deceased Bo Biden. Okay, I hope everyone can kind of keep up here. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> because she was essentially accusing him of being sexually inappropriate with his niece. Okay, I'm not going to mention her name because she is still a minor. Oh, okay. Wow soon to not be a minor in, in, in a few months, but she is still a minor. At the time, she, this, this, uh, uh, this girl, uh, you know, she, obviously she is the daughter of, of Hallie Biden. And uh, essentially uh, in these text messages, he was ups upset because Hallie Biden was accusing him. Uh, when she said that she, he was being sexually inappropriate, she was saying, according to Hunter Biden's text that he was Zoom calling her uh, while he was naked, he's uh, doing doing drugs wow. in front of this uh, this girl, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and also like talking to prostitutes on the on, on the phone while this uh, while this girl uh, while this underage girl was in her presence smoking crack while this girl was in her pre was in his wow. presence. Now he denied all of this in these text in, the, in these text messages, and I have to say the Washington Times did not independently verify any of these accusations that he also denied in these uh, text messages. But these were accusations that were made. Keep in mind that when he talked about these uh, accusations, his uncle James Biden, what well, he said. We believe you, Hunter. We totally believe and, and take your side here. And we're going to shove it down Hallie's effing throat. You know, this isn't fair. I'm paraphrasing here. Wow. And so, wow. so it appeared that everybody was on Hunter's side. And we're obviously very upset with Hallie. So that's the, ultimately. I mean, she just lost her husband. That's their, their widowed daughter-in-law. Right. Right, exactly, exactly. But he, and here's the thing: she had her own drug problems too. You know, she came into the family not doing drugs, and all of a sudden she hooks up with him, you know, grieving, and starts doing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a it's it's a very twisted situation. It, it, we're talking with my uh, friend Carrie Pickett at the Washington Times, and she her story, Untouchable: How Law Enforcement Handled Hunter Biden's Drug Use and Sexually Inappropriate Acts. You had noted, too, that there is no evidence that Delaware law enforcement or child welfare officials, you right, took that. action. Oh, absolutely. That, wouldn't they normally in a case where, I mean, I would imagine if the accusation is made before, if it's not public, it would take you know, someone appealing to the police to get involved. But once this stuff became public and these accusations were known, if it had been anyone else would would they have been prevailed upon to get involved and investigate? How does that work? Well, you see, Dana, here's the thing. So Rudy Giuliani and Bernard Carrick, when they saw all this, like, oh, you know, we want to go and report this. You know, even though 
we're not mandatory reporters per se, as far as the situation is concerned. We're going to bring this to the proper authorities over in Delaware. In this case, it would be in Newcastle County, Delaware. And uh, red flag these these uh, relevant uh, pieces of uh, material uh, that we found. So they go over to uh, the Delaware, over, to, over into the Newcastle County Police Department, and they say, hey, you know, we're concerned about this girl's situation uh and uh and we're red flagging it for you just so you know well according to bernard carrick according to rudy giuliani they themselves were were treated like suspects they they, they tried to like put them into separate rooms and, and and question them and bernie carrick was like uh no you know i'm i was a former nypd commissioner i know what you're doing uh you're you know you're not going to question us in, in a separate rooms you're putting us into one room and we'll talk about this, and they and they ended up, and they ended up saying, okay, fine, you know, we'll question you guys together, like question, and they just ended up, and the uh, Newcastle Police Department just took the laptop, and that very day they just handed it off to the Attorney General over in Del over in Delaware. That same day, the uh, the Attorney General of Delaware, Kathy Jennings. She's like, I'm not taking this hot potato. And she just handed it off to the uh, Baltimore office of the FBI. Now, I reached out to all of those law enforcement agencies and none of them wanted to talk. The FBI said, we don't uh, confirm nor deny. We talk about any investigations that we might have opened or not have opened, you know, the usual mm -hmm. sort of response. So uh, as far as we know, no, nothing's been opened, even the... Uh, the, the uh, Child Welfare Agency, uh, the, the, uh, the Family Division over in Delaware said, we can't talk about any sort of investigation that may or may not have been opened. So hmm. as far as we know, there's we're, not we're one about, or there uh, there could be or couldn't be. Couldn't be, could it be, exactly. And keep it, and people, and so people will say, well, hold on a second, Carrie. Didn't Hallie and Hunter Biden break up in like 2018? And so, and so the girl would have been out of danger at that point. It's like, Look, he had homes and he had resident, you know, he was living in California and he was also splitting his time over in Delaware. And he was upset because Hallie had turned his niece against him. So we don't know, you know, whether or not he was trying to hang out with her or not. So we don't know what type of inquiry was open, if one was open at all. That's, I mean, that's, there's no transparency. There's no transparency. Talking with Carrie Pickett of the Washington Times. Carrie, you also, before I let you go, I have to ask you about this story as well, because we've been not only talking about this stuff from from the Bidens and the latest with the Durham investigation sure. and the Journalist 2.0, but you also were writing about some of the machinations of the left as Twitter and Elon Musk were kind of dancing around before the deal was cemented. And you had discovered that one of the more prominent left-wing organizations, uh, which is Media Matters, were, were attempting to try to get Twitter apparently to cut a deal with Musk so okay. that Trump would okay. not ever be welcome back to Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were trying to like say, hey, you know, if you uh, like, Maybe you guys can put in terms of sale and say that we're not going to sell to Elon Musk unless, you know, A, Trump is never brought back or anyone like Trump or any, you know, <laughs> deplorables like Trump are, are ever brought back, like Tucker Carlson or Babylon B or whatever the case <laughs> may be. And that our community 
and that our community standards are kept in place. Other, and they said, you know, didn't like the uh, Wall Street Journal have something like that going on with like Dow Jones uh, when they had to like sell to a Rupert Murdoch back in the day that like he wouldn't put any of his uh, editorial, uh, st- you know, you know, you know opinions yeah. in there, et cetera, et cetera. So like they thought that like they could uh, maybe put their uh, two cents in. Well, apparently it didn't work out that way. Now, Dana, what they're trying to do, the same Media Matters company, uh, they're trying to urge Apple, Google, perhaps Amazon. Uh, I don't think, I, I don't know where Twitter's servers are right now, but uh, they're trying to get all these companies that have the the uh, Twitter app to like kick Twitter off of the uh, off the app and do the same thing to Twitter that happened to Parler and basically shut down Twitter. Now, honestly, Elon Musk is like way more powerful than the heads of Parler ever were. I don't True. think they'll be, I don't think that they'll be able to Parler Twitter. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, wow. I think it's a bigger game than everything. This than is like a total 180 else. from what this, I'm like, I have whiplash right now. What is happening? This is crazy. I, one last quick thing. Didn't, because I remember when, when the whole thing with Parler happened, they had, they had signed a contract with Amazon Web Services and didn't Twitter sign up with Amazon Web Services, which I think we all thought was just a way to get leverage with Amazon to shut Parler out of having their mm-hmm. AWS. Mm-hmm. Do they still mm-hmm. have that agreement? Because that would mean that good Musk question. and Bezos have to work together. Very good question. And and, and in fact, it's, it's funny you should mention that because uh, if you recall, or, or I mean, Bezos took a shot over at a Musk saying, like, oh, well, isn't he... He has something going on with the Chinese, with Tesla. <laughs> but you know what's interesting, too, is that Apple, uh, apparently the one of the original shareholders uh, put out a tweet or made some comments saying, well, I think that Tesla is way more innovative than, than, than Apple these days. And I'm going to share all my and I'm going to sell all my Apple shares to, to, to buy into Tesla because because Apple is. Is, is of old and, and Tesla is of new and they're like way more innovative these days. So I don't think that like they're taking on someone like Parler. They're, they're taking on someone way different. So it'll be interesting. Wow. Fight. This is going to be amazing to watch this roll out. Our friend Carrie Pickett at the Washington Times. Carrie, always great work. So good to see you, my friend. Thanks for taking some time for us today. Sure thing. Take care, Dana. You too. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Well, this is about Florida Crocodile. So in the uh, Key West at the Naval Air Station there, uh, they had to actually shut down the runway. The reason being, according to Commanding Officer Captain Mark Sohaney, is that there was a crocodile that was sunning on the runway and would not move. It wasn't going to move. And it's funny because they're like, we got to be careful. We're in the middle of a national marine sanctuary. And so basically we can't touch the croc and we had to call in backup. So they had to call Florida Fish and Wildlife and a trapper to safely capture it and release it outside. That croc was going to face off. Uh, Let's see here. A Florida mom threatened to blow up the school because her son wasn't fed enough in the cafeteria. Anaya Smith left a voicemail threatening to blow up Coco High School. Her sister disputes it. You could always pack your baby a lunch. You know, be like, 
You go buy your food in the cafeteria and I'm going to pack you a separate lunch if you're that hungry. Give that boy or girl a protein shake. You know, just give it a, give them a protein shake if they need the extra calories. She got charged with false report of bombing or arson against state-owned property, which is a felony. Uh, she didn't leave her name on the voicemail, but they it was her number. And her son apparently got into an argument with the cafeteria worker because he wanted extra food. What going to happen? Tomorrow I'll tell you about the teacher who smacked a kid with a broomstick and got in trouble. No, she's not a witch. Stay with us. If you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Trump is sitting. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech philosophically clear open-minded helper <laughs> that's ari melber i don't know who he is he's is that msnbc cnn i don't know one of those i don't watch i don't watch those things that's for old hippies the progressive hippies i just always most hippies are progressive some became libertarian welcome back to the show it's good to be with you i'm your host Dana lash you know Ari Melber talking about secretly banning one party. Is he talking about Trump? Because he's talking about Trump. Sounds like he's talking about Trump. No one's going to deplatform Hillary. Good heavens. They were all losing their minds yesterday with the Twitter takeover. It reminded me of that line from uh, Star Wars, Kane. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror. And no one cared. Reminded me just of that. So many people said they were going to delete their accounts and they didn't. I'm so disappointed. They all never moved to Canada, too. Yeah. Wow. Just just wild. I am so... I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm enjoying it a little bit. I'm trying to make sure that I'm hitting everything because we got... I got a lot of stuff uh, for you on this. We've been following the uh, uh, Twitter stuff. I And I didn't get into... And I want to just return to this and then I'm going to get into the Russia thing. And then after that, we got some economics and the and Jen Psaki on the National Guard member. Oh, my gosh. So Jeff Bezos, I had mentioned that he had tweeted at Elon Musk about did the Chinese government just gain some leverage over Town Square because there's Giga Shanghai, right? And he's got uh, some, they've got business dealings that they have in China. And I said, I'm all for clarity on potential Chinese influence or lack thereof, but so, so far, I don't recall him capitulating to Beijing the same way. And I was like, do you remember when Xi Jinping and Beijing were forcing Amazon to remove reviews on Xi Jinping's book? I mean, or how there's so much uh, Chinese made stuff that's on like uh, ripoffs and that that's on Amazon or how 13 percent of Amazon is owned by uh, Chinese companies. I mean, it's just, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's just, it's weird. And so, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I just, I don't know. I'm like, I, I just thought that that was incredibly disingenuous, obviously, from him. Jeff Bezos, I think, is just, I think he's jealous and I think he feels threatened by Musk. And I think Musk enjoys it. Which is kind of funny. All right. So did you hear this audio of Jen Psaki? She was speaking about 
the National Guard member, this is a heartbreaking story, Bishop Evans. He was there at the border and he was trying to save two people who were drowning. They were trying to enter the country illegally. And after he, because he, he lost his life trying to save them. And they were later identified as drug smugglers for the love. And this is how Jen Psaki addressed the question when it was brought up to her. Listen. Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for the work of every National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government uh, in, this, in this effort, in this apparatus. Uh, we've, we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. There needs to be more done to invest in smarter security, to have a more so effective So why did they have process. to be there? Why did Bishop why did Bishop Evans have to be there at the border? Hmm? Why? Why did did Bishop Evans have to be at the border? Oh, because it, they were there to counter the lack of immigration policy. The, the the Biden administration doesn't let border state governors enforce border laws. It's a Supreme Court case. They got their hands tied. It's wild. I don't even I don't understand how it's not a violation of the Tenth Amendment and a complete con, and, and uh, conflicts with Prince v. U.S. I don't I don't see it's it was Arizona v. U.S. I don't see how that I just just stuns me. But they can't. They got their hands tied. So they they have to do what they can do. Bishop Evans was there because this administration won't enforce proper border policies. That's why he was there. They just they they put a welcome now sign up and everyone's allowed to just enter illegally. We don't get to control who comes in or who nothing. You know, for when I go on vacation, I'm going to have to like do a test and all that stuff. If I leave the country to get back in the country, I'm going to have to do all that stuff. I could just like go down to RGV or Del Rio and just cross over there. Don't have to worry about it. Be like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm American. I just was. I was over there. No, they'd probably arrest me then, maybe. I don't know. Border Patrol wouldn't they know me, but I'm just saying, you know. That's just incredibly tone deaf also for her. You couldn't just exude some kind of sympathy, empathy at all whatsoever. Nothing. That was pretty... If Can you imagine if Trump had addressed something like that in the similar manner? Well, they they work for the state. But yeah, y'all wanted him to get vaccinated, didn't you? Just completely tone deaf. A few other things. Speaking of the Bidens, a new piece has dropped today. Financial records reveal Biden had over $5 million in unexplained income. And emails show that he paid Hunter Biden's legal bills for one megabucks Chinese deal. And was tapped as a big guy to get a 10% cut in another. So this is like the second time now that was mentioned. He was incredible. He knew. I, I can't believe that we're still. He was involved in the business. He wasn't just close to the business. He was right there and involved with it. He knew. He was. He knew every step. Every step. And so they said that Joe was able to pay the bills. He earned so much money. It sounds like his, I'm just, it sounds like he was pimping out Hunter to just go and make money while he couldn't do it while he was in as vice president because of uh, uh, conflict of interest. 
but they use the VP office as a way to close the deals. That's what it sounds like. They said that some of it could be salaries earned by First Lady Jill Biden. Really, really, really. But he's got over $5 million that he does not list on transparency reports. Is this the 10% deal with the CCP? There's emails. Subject is literally called Hunter's Bills. And it's addressed to Hello VP team. Just saying. Dude, it's it's wild. Do you think that if you just came, if you just said I didn't, because you can identify as anything. If you identified as a Biden, would that excuse you from any kind of oversight? Actually, it's probably worth a try. I think it's worth a try. I mean, you'd have to have that last name. Jeebus. But Jeebus, by the way. <sighs> they said, I was just looking at some, they have all these uh, different, restri- all the where all this money was coming in from. They had one uh, Hunter's Joint Venture with the government-controlled Bank of China. I mean, he, he made millions from the CCP. And this is when, uh, I think it was Rosemont Seneca, they were doing that deal with the Democratic Republic of Congo and the cobalt mining down there. And they were trying to facilitate this deal where China would take that over as like a, some kind of fake, you know, belt and part of their Belt and Road Initiative. They, they just wanted those rare earth elements. That's all they wanted. That's all they wanted. Woo! My goodness. I'm telling you what, this is, there's going to be more information coming out. I was looking at the emails from the journalists from the Durham drop. Have you noticed no one in the media except for us? It's like some of the conservatives are covering this. They're circling, they're circling the wagons right now. So I explained journalists last hour. And I've been going through some of this. I thought it was funny because on page seven, Wall Street Journal's Jay Solomon tells Fusion's Peter Fritch, quote, no one reads Mother Jones, which is a trash left wing organ thing. On page six, though, a Reuters guy asks Fusion GPS's Glenn Simpson for info on Carter Page. It's pretty amazing. Mark Hosenball at Thomson Reuters emails Glenn Simpson on July 25th, 2016, quote, please remember to send me stuff on Sergey the Millionaire and if you have stuff on the Carter Page guy, including his most recent Russian excursions, please send. Doing two Russian hacking stories today might be able to do another as early tomorrow. Below is the link to uh, is the link to first of two today's stories regarding hacking. Cheers. <sighs> they were working with Fusion GPS. And Peter Fritsch was more than happy to read their drafts and offer suggestions and edit them. Fusion GPS edited stories for people like Frank Foer. And, I mean, it is... It's unbelievable. So Jay Solomon ran that down after Fritch was telling him this. Fritch basically was giving him story, giving these reporters story assignments because he was having them. Remember, that was the whole point. Fusion GPS was going to seed the press with these stories so that then they could Nellie Ower at Fusion GPS. Her husband, Bruce Ower, was at the DOJ. That was the contact that they used Nellie Ower took and, and collected all these stories that they were sending to these reporters and then using that to make the evidence to get a wiretap on people like Carter Page and others simply for working in the Trump administration. This is some straight up 
Castro stuff. And so Peter Fritsch was like, was giving him a, he kept hitting Carter, Carter Page in this email uh, with Jay Solomon. And then Jay Solomon said, Page isn't confirming nor denying. And, and that's when Fritsch says, call Adam Schiff or die Fi for that matter. Diane Feinstein. I bet they're concerned about what Page was doing. Ooh. I get the impression from their conversation, from his emails, Fritch's emails, that he was in regular contact with Adam Schiff and Dianne Feinstein. And then there's one piece on here, who is this, that sends their whole draft story over there. It's just wild. Working with them so eagerly. And Jay Solomon was the foreign affairs correspondent at Wall Street Journal. There's a guy from here from the Atlantic. ABC, Matthew Mosk. I mean, it's that's when uh, uh, Glenn Simpson himself was reaching out to ABC. Wow. And they were trying to get uh, stuff on Good Morning America. Unbelievable. This is your press. We have a ton more to get into. You don't want to miss any part of the story or stories to come. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh my gosh, a Japanese man who basically married a waifu says he wants to raise awareness for what he calls fictosexuals. Akito Kondo married fictional computer synthesized pop singer Hatsune Miku back in 2018 and is now raising awareness for others with similar situations so people can he says he's a fictosexual a term for anyone who experiences sexual attraction towards fictional characters that's shut up dude this dweeb total dweeb and it's a little it's an anime character stop it dude stop it stop it that's kind of messed up yeah, he literally had a wedding ceremony and married it. Can you do that? I mean, there was a chick who married a pirate ghost, so who knows? I, I mean, I never, never know. Oh, let's see here. Oh, this one. Uh, this comes by way of the Mira. A woman found a sick... Why? I found a 60-year-old McDonald's meal hidden in her bathroom. She said the smell... What? Oh, sorry. A man. Said the smell surprised him. <laughs> Made of comments. A man found a half-eaten McDonald's meal inside the wall when renovating his bathroom. He's Rob from Illinois. He said he found the meal wrapped in an old rag with the vintage packaging containing a packet of half-finished fries. That's some old packaging, too. Jeez. He said that the meal was found in plaster and the home was built in 59. He said the fries were still perfectly crispy. That's weird. Dude, I'm just saying. That's really weird. And they said that it could be the oldest McDonald's meal to be recovered from a wall. Like, that's a thing. Like, there's enough that you can measure it. People, yeah, people just, like, stick in their McDonald's meals in walls and stuff. Gross. Ugh. I don't want that to give anybody any ideas. It's nasty. Also, oh, gosh. Now they're, they're, now, let's see. They're trying to say, health people are trying to say, there's the new Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of Congo after a single case was confirmed. There's going to be more fear-mongering. Just wait. Any way that they can try to say, we need another national health emergency to control you. That's what, that's what it's all about. Uh, I want to beat this woman to bits. A four-year-old died. A four-year-old girl died after being forced to drink whiskey by her grandmother, said Louis, Louisiana police. 
her name, China Record, uh, the fatality was due to acute alcohol poisoning, said investigators. Her mother forced her to finish a bottle of whiskey while her 29-year-old mother watched. Oh, boy. I, they're going to be great hits in prison. I mean, that's a double entendre. Right? It's great hits in prison. Just saying. And a uh, Meridian man's pet squirrel goes ham on a burglar. Or nuts, you know, depending on how you want it. Adam Pearl walked into his home Tuesday and uh, saw snow prints out. And his uh, he came face to face with a burglar and his pet squirrel attacked. I want a pet squirrel now, I think. It's still a tree rat, though. Stick with us. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. The, only- the right has made multiple attempts to remake Twitter. They've had Getter, which I'm sorry, it does sound like a porn name. They've had Parlor. They've had Gab, which is full of Nazis. They've had all, Nazis. and it never works because the thing <laughs> is, they don't want to talk to each other. They want to talk to us. No, they want to talk to the culture. They want to. They, the they, if they were where Black Twitter was not, they would be sad because they couldn't attack She's Black not the people. Culture, unless the culture. Elon Musk tweeted today. I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter. I'm, I'm not going to make it, Kane. I'm not going to make it. I was. It's like a 48 second second soundbite, which is 48 seconds too long. Welcome back to the show. I really tried. I was. Uh, I was going to say, Kane, that song that we came in with. I was like, we we probably should. I know we got to go through the chorus and all that because they don't get to the Who's Your Daddy part till the second verse, but still it's worth it just to end on Who's Your Daddy. Oh, Dana Lashier with you. What wasn't the that it, what's so funny is that the left doesn't have anywhere to go if they leave Twitter. Where are they going to go? Somebody was talking about this Mastodon site. What's that? I don't know, dude, because the right created everything else. Some of the can I just be honest with you? I don't want to single people out because I love innovation and i love people going and seeing a need and filling it and so i don't want to shame nobody on the right because they were like i'm gonna do whatever i can to make another platform this is all before the musk deal but i gotta tell you some of the stuff that i've seen and there's a lot more than just the names that have been mentioned suck out loud and i think as conservatives and independents and libertarians we need to not screw ourselves over by pretending that something is good when it's not just because it was done by somebody who might think like us on a lot of stuff. If it sucks, it's going to suck, right? Like, I'm not going to walk in to, you know, an open mic night and applaud somebody who's poorly playing Wonderwall on their acoustic just because they might think like me, right? Not going to happen. I'm not going to, like, you would not pretend food prepared badly tastes good even just because it was prepared by someone who might think like you. We please, for the love of all things that are holy, promise me that we're not doing this. Because some of the stuff, I've got to tell you, defies not being mocked. It really does. I've seen some social media startups out there that are like, it's the Eagle and Apple Pie social media network. Choose from one of our amazing avatars. Uh, you can pick uh, baseball. You can pick apple pie. You can pick an eagle. You can pick George Washington. Uh, I mean, I just don't do that. I, you know what I'm talking about? I just, I can't. Don't, don't do that to yourself. You, you deserve better. You deserve the best, in fact. So be picky. It's okay. 
You're not violating any kind of conservative principle by being picky about where you want to engage with other people. That is called being a consumer. And I dare say it's half of being a capitalist. So don't sell yourself short. Please, for the love. <laughs> don't. I can't stand it. I was, t- I was talking to Kane about one of these on break. And I'm like, it hurts so bad I almost feel seasick. I don't even- <laughs> it's just so bad. Oh, you know what I mean, though? And some of them are clunky. And then I don't know, man, I just can't. I don't have a problem with people being turds. I just I'll block them. That's what the blog button's for. And I love the people who are like, I guess you couldn't handle it. Actually, I just think your life is insignificant. And I just didn't want you polluting my timeline. That's all. That's just the basic explanation of it. I but I I have to tell you, I oh, my gosh, I'm dying. My friend David Birch, he's Iowa Hawk. Uh, he's I called him the Gary Larson of Twitter he really is and I was looking at this tweet from Ed Markey 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 Ed Markey like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch before it just became Mark Wahlberg okay so he tweeted Elon Musk and a handful of billionaires now have dangerous influence over the most powerful online platforms they can't be trusted and self-regulation has failed we must pass laws to protect privacy and promote algorithmic justice for internet users especially for kids well what the hell are kids doing on social media platforms anyway i still object to that but what is bigger question algorithmic justice what is that Anybody have an idea? Kane, have you ever heard of the phrase algorithmic justice? No, I mean, I've heard of them putting justice after whatever word they deem is, you know, the word of the day. I would like protein shake justice. Thank you. I'm with that. I want to be able to taste chocolate while also obtaining the gains. <laughs> the proteins. <laughs> man i i really liked um what my friend dave birch said because he's like algorithmic justice and then he i love what i have to i have to read what he tweeted it's funny he wrote the end nodes connected to the hidden node the hidden nodes connected to the out node the out nodes corrected by the bias node now hear the words of the nodes the nodes it's got layer nodes it has all the nodes has everything all the nodes Golly. Um, what algorithmic justice. Or just like let the stuff work. Don't manipulate it. See, their idea of algorithmic justice is if I can't silence you because I don't like what you're saying, then my free speech is under attack. If I can't censor you, free speech is under attack. Censorship is not speech. It's not free speech. Definitely. Algorithmic justice. I'm telling you what. I love the I love the phrases. I love the made up words. It's like like we're living with and Lewis Carroll and he's running the Department of Truth. When did justices sort of move from like human things to like digital things? 
Like, do digital things need justice? What he's, I think what he's trying to do, and he, I don't think he's smart enough to realize, I don't know. I think, it, well, I think what he's trying to do is set up the idea of taking it, because Democrats, the reason why I've never wanted to repeal 230 is because I just think that manipulating algorithms, that's a form of editing. And I think you, you could easily just add a phrase to the Communications Decency Act. And that's it. You don't need to repeal 230. But the left wants to repeal 230 because if they repeal 230, that gives them an inroad to further regulation. And I think that that's what he's setting up with here. That's what Democrats are going to do. They're going to do a big push. Dude, all I'm just still trying to wrap my mind around the 180 that we've all witnessed in the past 24 to 48 hours of Twitter got parlored, as Carrie Pickett's saying. So here's the big question, because remember, when parlor got parlored, they had just signed a contract with Amazon Web Services to host their stuff, right? And AWS works with a number of different companies. It's like a big thing that they do. And they had signed with AWS to do that. But right before, that was in December. The No, it was in January, wasn't it? I think. All I know is that the month, like not a month, maybe two weeks before. Actually, I think all this went down in December. Uh, Twitter decided that they were just going to sign something with Amazon too, AWS too. Well, I'm wondering if that contract still exists and how much of Twitter is facilitated by AWS in terms of their delivery and whether or not the fight between Musk and Bezos, if it is, gets to a point where Bezos pulls the plug. I'm just curious. I just have questions for some friends. That's all. Just some, just some basic questions. I wanted to play this bit from Taylor Lorenz. She's the chick who was tripling down uh, on the Washington Post doxing libs of TikTok. Remember this? So she gave an interview about it, and it's probably one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard. Any, I don't believe she's a smart person. I think that she just does what her editors tell her to do. I mean, she's a forty, a middle, like a mid forties woman. You would think that she would have more sense, but alas. Not everyone does. Some are gifted in other ways, I guess. So she was speaking on why the Washington Post publicized the personal information of libs of TikTok. Listen to this. It's incredibly important, you know, as someone that covers the influencer industry to know who is exerting influence in in this way. I mean, for all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor, right? Or someone we just didn't know. And so I thought, okay, so my question is this. For all we knew, this could have been a foreign actor. So after you discovered that it wasn't a foreign actor, why did you still publicize the information? Huh? And it's even more interesting because they claim that they didn't. Oh, they totally did. They they did, and then they went back and stealth edited it. Right. But the Wayback Machine never forgets. So Stop. now now the narrative is it's justified that we relieve that we release the identity. Told you. So it's they're playing both sides of the coin here. Yeah. Well, I thought I could have been a Ford and she's forty nine years old. Is she forty nine? I don't know. I thought someone said, I don't know how old she is. That's irrelevant, except that she tried to justify exploiting Claudia Conway by saying that she was like in her 20s. And she like all the like that made any difference. But anyway, the um, if she was looking for a foreign actor, why was she looking in the United States and going to their houses? The family's houses of libs of TikTok. Huh. Foreign agent houses. Foreign agent houses. Yeah. Doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. 
usually, I mean, the I'm just shocked. I really legit am shocked by this. Uh, she she denied revealing anything though. And so this interview she gave after she already denied revealing anything. So you can't do both of those things. You can't say that you didn't reveal anything and then say that the reason that you revealed something is because you thought she was a foreign agent. That doesn't make any sense. This is our press. She, I, I will say she appears to be like maybe the only reporter who is not in the Durham Journalist 2.0 dump. But uh, maybe she didn't qualify. She just kind of does the bidding, I think, of her editors over at WAPO. Yeah, you would think that after she discovered that Libs of TikTok wasn't a foreign agent, that they would not have... And and why and then why would that even be a that's that that's the, why would that even be a story? This is how the press thinks. If you have any success in in gaining traction with a story, they immediately want to come and dox you because they want to silence everyone else. It's it's and and then try to justify and uh, justify it and say you're a pro, you're a public person. What because you said something in public? Oh my gosh, I saw you at the grocery store. By Nutrigrain bars, you're in public, must mean you're a public person. That's how stupid it is. That's how dumb this 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 argument is. Jeez. Let's not forget the uh, the quote unquote sin that Libs of TikTok was accused of. Just posting videos oh, yeah. that were already posted online by yeah. the left. Just to put them all in one place is somehow horrible misinformation. The videos existing separately on themselves by themselves on tiktok and elsewhere on twitter are totally fine but if you put all of those things in a row row on the twitters then it becomes misinformation Hmm. very interesting somebody said dolly parton is trending because people are mad at elon musk where I've just the stupidity of the left has really been exposed. I think I'm just gonna sit back and I I'm just enjoying this. I don't know what else to say, and I don't feel bad for enjoying it either. I don't feel bad, Kane. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. DanaLash.com. You can go up to subscribe, and that's where you can hit up the newsletter. You don't want to miss that. Make sure you go and subscribe. I'll be on uh, Fox tonight with Jesse Waters. We're still kind of hammering out the topic, so I'm not I'm not uh, entirely sure what it is we'll discuss. But I'll be on. That'll be in the 6 p.m. Central hour as well. And in the email, by the way, just real quick, going back to that, in the uh, email prep list, when I send that out, I'm going to include the link and some of the notes on this email drop. It's it's a lot. It's, I'm still going through it. It's 62 pages. I'm on page 32 right now, so I still have a little a little bit to go, but it's unbelievable. And I've just I'm I'm watching Fusion GPS. It's like journalist 2.0. Except it's worse actually. So maybe it's not like it. It's just it's just it's worse than that. ABC, Reuters, uh, the Atlantic, name a media entity, Washington Post, uh, all of these reporters that are excitedly working with the with fusion gps and the clinton campaign to undermine the 2016 election it's just it's stunning 
It's really stunning. Uh, just wow. So, may I'll put that all in there, and like I said, I'll have some notes and all of that as well, so you don't want to miss. Uh, also, I wanted to make sure, because there was a couple of other things that I know. There was a really interesting speech, Carol Markowitz, or a piece, rather, in the New York Post. Biden's decline is obvious to everyone but the press. Now, I ha- I'll put this in the email because I didn't get time to get it today. But she brings up a really good point. She's not, like, hysterically partisan. In fact, I don't think she's, I don't know if I would necessarily describe her as a conservative. But she talks about how there are there are a number of issues, one right after the other, in the span of just like a day, where it's safe to ask that question, I think. And where you should be just of it. You're the taxpayer. Today's stupidity came. It would be Brian Stelter. He's talking about the freedom that is threatened by Elon Musk. Um, meaning that Elon Musk promoting freedom is a threat. Listen to what he says here. If you... Uh if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, total for everybody, freedom. do you actually want to go to that party? Um, yeah. yeah. Actually, it sounds pretty <laughs> cool. Um, I'd love more freedom, actually. I don't understand how more What is freedom, wrong with freedom? I mean, they're already why are these laws. people so opposed? There's already terms of services and laws on the platform. Yeah, so you why, have laws about protected I don't understand speech. where this, where this uh, faux outrage is coming from. But uh, that's uh, CNN. Yeah, they don't like freedom, I guess. Mm, Look at that. All right, folks. We'll be back with you tomorrow. I'll rejoin you behind the mic. Make sure to catch me on Jesse Waters Show, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern on Fox. Have a great night.